Hey, this is Ross King, and you're listening to Unfinished, a limited series podcast where I take you song by song through the writing and recording process of my newest record, also called Unfinished. For me, the process of making a record is emotional and thrilling and exhausting and all kinds of other things, and I look forward to taking you inside and sharing with you some of the stories of the journey. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. In the fall of 2018, I was at a worship uh, retreat, uh, worship writing retreat. Um, Centricity, my my publisher, um, like a lot of publishers, they'll, they'll host these retreats where you get together with all the writers or lots of the writers at your publisher and, and maybe invite writers from other publishers and you'll get together and, and write for the purpose of, you know, pitching to artists or, or whatever else. And this was a worship retreat that Centricity was hosting. So it's a bunch of just amazing worship songwriters. And uh, Aaron Schust at the time was an artist at Centricity, uh, amazing artist, songwriter, and just a terrific guy. Uh, Aaron was there, and and early in the retreat we were talking, and he was, I was talking about how I, I'd been writing a lot of music based on scripture, and he was saying how he sometimes struggled because he would go to the scriptures to have his time with the Lord, just to study or to just to kind of hear from God, and he would end up writing what he was what he was reading and get distracted, you know. And so it was almost like that that scene in the C.S. Lewis uh, book, The Great Divorce, where the where the artist can't figure out how to adequately paint the beautiful scene in heaven, and someone is kind of like. Why don't you just enjoy it instead of having to paint it, you know? And so Aaron was kind of, was sort of uh, alluding to that idea. And so he said the way he dealt with it, and this is just classic Aaron because he's such a such a just a disciplined and and godly man. Um, he said he was having he was trying to have separate times where you know where he went particularly specifically to the scriptures to have time with the Lord, and he would tell himself, "I'm going to go." I'm going to come back later today and have time to look to the scriptures for artistic, creative purposes, right? So two times in the scriptures per day for Aaron Schust, who is, as I've said, an amazing man. But anyway, that like inspired me and convicted me, of, of course. And so the very next morning, while the retreat's still going on, uh, I had some time in the scriptures, uh, just praying and reading and studying, and then a little bit later, did a separate time uh, of looking in the scriptures for the purpose of writing. And just as luck or grace or providence would have it, I opened up to Psalm 127, which I'll read to you uh, now. The first part says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And then that last little bit uh, is kind of interesting because it's just basically saying that God gives sleep to people that, that he loves, which is, I think, a really cool just side topic that sleep is awesome. But the rest of the of the scripture is essentially just saying, if you build a house by yourself without without the Lord, it's not going to stay up. If you guard a city by yourself without the help of the Lord, it's in vain. And you can work and work and work, and you're just going to be eating what it says is the bread of anxious toil, which is a terrific sentence. 
So kind of immediately, I started singing some version of those words to a pretty cool melody. And full transparency, I'm not that kind of songwriter usually. I'm not the kind of writer who just like, you know, comes up with something great immediately upon reading some scripture. I wish I was that kind of writer, but this was unusual, you know, so it was like, If the Lord don't build the house, it'll fall down. If the Lord don't guard my city, the enemy's getting in. You know, and I don't I don't think I finished it, you know, that much of it there, but I I immediately saw just this really cool and and songy kind of lyrical moment, you know, and I'm pretty sure some version of I could work my fingers to the bone. Give my motto all, but if the Lord don't build the house, whatever, you know, I think I got that pretty quickly. So this retreat was still going on, this retreat that Centricity was was having, and it was a worship uh, retreat, and this, of course, felt like something not very congregational. So so I just kind of pocketed this and just thought, you know, thank you, Aaron Schust, for, for pushing me to, to do this, because it was like a moment of me having my brain freed up from thinking about hearing from the Lord and instead to create with the word. So that, that was really fun. So so anyway, I, I, I went to the retreat. Uh, it was like a second day of the retreat, and I ended up that day in the room with a couple of other guys, Clay Finneson and Brett Stanfield, who are both, um, at the time, were both at North Point Church in Atlanta, and and with another writer, Rebecca White, who's incredible and very, you know, these people are all, all really talented. So anyway, we ended up writing something totally different. But Becca had to leave kind of early, so we finished the song with her. And after she left, I um, I turned to Clay and Brett and was like, "Hey, I had this thing. We you know we have like an hour and a half left in our right. Um, I had this thing I chased this morning. Would you guys be interested in hearing it?" And they're like, "Sure." So I just showed them that chorus, and they both responded, "Hey, you know this is we we like this. This is cool. You know." So we ended up writing the rest of the song together there. But here's the thing. I think because at the time I didn't know what what the song was going to be. I just felt like it was a fun chorus. I I, I probably didn't push as hard for it to be. I I don't think I, in my mind, thought it was going to be a song that I would record someday. So I wasn't, you know, this, this goes to a side topic that I won't spend a ton of time on, but I have this thing where when I'm writing for other artists or for other uses, I write a certain way. And when I'm writing for myself, I write a different way. And, you know, this is all very like self-involved and ridiculous, but, but to give you a little window into my brain and and into my creativity, and maybe would help you if you're, if you, if you're a creative, when you, when you are writing for the purpose of something more mass appeal and, or you're writing for the purpose of, something being used maybe by another voice other than yours. And by the word voice, I mean that literally and figuratively, you know. So the metaphor would be if you're if you're going to do a piece of art, visual art, that's going to go in your own home or in your own room or in your child's room or something, you're going to follow rules, and I'm using air quotes, you're going to follow rules that are very specific to your own sense of expression and art and creativity and family and identity, all that, okay? Versus if someone says, hey, I love that piece of art that you made in your kid's room. Can you do one for my kid's room? Well, now you're going to keep in mind their child and their home and their identity and the color schemes in their you know, room and their house, right? So, so that's kind of the way I, I approach songwriting is when I'm 
thinking this is for someone else, I put a certain kind of parameters on myself. And when I'm thinking this is for me, I put a different kind of parameters. All right. So having said that, when we wrote it together, I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just writing and having a great time with these two really talented guys. If the Lord don't build a house, it'll fall down. If the Lord don't guard my city, the enemy is getting in. I could walk my fingers to the bone, give my mortal all. But if the Lord don't build a house, it'll fall. Basically, I'm rapping, so let's see how it works. After that, you know, it was this outlier because it didn't really belong in the worship retreat uh, pile of songs. And it didn't really belong in my songs because the lyrics weren't really super personal to me. And so it just kind of sat there. Uh, so, you know, a couple of years pass and I keep going back to how much I like this this chorus and and the song, but it didn't feel super personal to me. And I, and I knew that Clay and Brett weren't going to do anything with the song. So at some point I contacted them and just said, hey, I'm going to record this if I can make it my own, are you guys okay with that? You know, I'll, I will give you all your due credit. So I went back to the lyrics and what was originally there, and, and, and I wish I still had all those lyrics somewhere, and I don't know why I didn't keep them. I'm kind of a deleter. But the original lyrics started with working all day through the night till the morning light in the first verse. And the second verse started with it's like a counterfeit religion. And I think the end of the first verse had building my own kingdom, I'm so exhausted. And then the, the bridge was just as it is. But everything else, I went in and, and just kind of dug it up and replanted it with more personal stuff. So the original verse was about working and toiling and stressing to get ahead. Uh, but I just wanted to go a little bit crazier and more personal so you know i got into all these internal rhymes and, and, and if you listen to the whole of this new album you'll hear that i'm kind of overriding everything you know in terms of there's lots and lots of internal rhyme lots of sort of hip-hop influenced uh, beat driven lyrical melody moments and this this was just that's where my head was through the whole year and a half or so of this record so i did that here and there's a side note here that i want to make that one of the reasons why this record is so full of of lyrics and so full of kind of rap-influenced stuff is not because I'm trying to, to be a rapper at all, but because I have found that when I have the freedom to say what I really want to say, I don't always love to confine myself with um, symmetrical, repeatable, melodic structure, right? So... What I'm saying is sometimes the lyric and the vibe and the mood is more important to me than the pitched tones. Um, and so what I've done a lot on this this record, and I'll probably speak more about this in further podcasts, but what I've done a lot on this record is I have written what I think, what I feel like is a really singable chorus, um, learnable, catchy, hopefully chorus, but then surrounded it by a bunch of unpredictability and non-redundancy and asymmetry in the verses, right? So that, that's what happened here. I just wanted to say what I needed to say. 
um, and not worry about melodic structures as much. Hence, the whole first verse is, you know, all this working all day through the night, all that stuff, right? And I wanted to talk about stress and um, the pressure to get ahead and financial pressures and that kind of stuff. So, so the whole first verse is, is, is essentially me speaking to, look, I occasionally worry a lot about paying the bills and I do desperate things to try to uh, assuage those worries. But I go back to this idea that I can build the house all I want. I can guard the city all I want. But if God isn't with me, if I'm not sort of ordained and blessed you know, by him in doing that, I'm not following him. If I'm not mindful of the Lord, it's all in vain. Uh, so that's what the first verse in, ended up being. Um, and uh, if I could, you know, pick out a favorite lyric, I, I, I really like this. Um, trying to get a couple of months ahead on my daily bread. You know, it's kind of a play on words there. That according to the Lord's prayer, we are to pray for daily bread and not get not not get too far ahead of ourselves. But this is me saying, man, occasionally I just wish I was really, really financially up and i could just be like hey who cares about daily bread i've got monthly or yearly bread already already ready for me right so uh, oh and then another thing about this song that was really fun was i uh, i wanted to start with the hook i wanted to start with the chorus so i started the whole thing with if the lord don't build the house it'll fall down a lot of modern pop is doing this and i just been i, I just like how that's done so uh, and then in the second verse, you know, the, the original verse, the counterfeit religion was competition. Um, I think the second verse did start with, I made a counterfeit religion built upon competition. Now I'm barely living at all or something like that, you know. And then it was like I look in the mirror and I'm trying to prove that I'm cool enough. And, and it, I think it kind of was, it was alluding to like social media. But I'd covered that ground uh, in a song a few years ago called The Image of God. And so I kind of, I just thought, no, there's something else I want to do. What's the real counterfeit religion? And this was in the midst of me working through a lot of political stuff um, and just seeing that both on the right and the left, there's this thing now where we associate our religion and our politics very closely, um, which I'm not sure is bad, but it does make things very tribal and very like antagonistic. Uh, among believers of different political stripes. So I wanted to speak to this like seeking of power, of earthly power that always happens when religion and politics get too closely aligned. Uh, because politics is, it is about power, but the Jesus way is to exhaust the power, is to hand over, is to lay down, right? So um, I wanted to speak to that. And so... Um, you know, this whole idea of like uh, everybody chasing after power and using violence and anger and, and, and bullying and whatever else to get there and how that gets tied up with religion. So there's this, you know, I see people cruel and deceitful, applauded for violence, rewarded for evil. Sometimes they're even hiding behind pulpits and steeples because power has such an allure. Um, but I think my favorite lyric in the whole song and it's a lyric that I was pretty sure was going to be awkward because it, it didn't sing that well, was this um, building our own kingdoms and forging your name on the contracts. 
you know, this idea that we pretend that we're doing things in Jesus' name, or we make ourselves believe we're doing things in, things in Jesus' name when actually we're doing them uh, in the name of whoever we think Jesus is, or worse yet, in our own name and asking Jesus to kind of uh, join up with us. And so, so that so the picture is, I'm signing uh, Jesus' name on, on a contract using His name in vain, right? Which I thought was a fun little twist because the word in vain is is so prevalent in that Psalm 127. And that brings me to probably the more famous build the house kind of passage in the Bible, and that's Matthew 7. Jesus is talking and he says, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he says, if anyone hears my words and does not put them into practice, they're like a person who builds a house on a big pile of sand. And when the rain comes and the storm hits, uh, the house is going to fall. So it's another like build the house in vain thing. And so so that's where Clay and Brett and I got our idea for the bridge, uh, which is the same bridge it was, you know, three years ago when we first wrote it. So when the song was finished, um, you know, this second time, I took it to Ben and Mark, my producers, and I wasn't sure if it was any good, to be honest. I... I, I th- I think I so often like something a lot, but it doesn't translate. And so I just get insecure about how good things are, you know. And so I took it to them and thought, I hope they don't think this is cheesy, like kind of fake gospel-y or, or something. But when I showed it to them, it was such a cool moment because immediately Mark had this idea. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to hit the low piano octaves, doom, 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 you know, and I could just sort of hear in his voice and see in his eyes that he was, that Mark particularly was really excited about it. And then, of course, they both brought so much life and, and quirkiness to the whole thing. It turned out so, so cool. It's probably my favorite production on the whole record. Working all day through the night till the morning light. Trying to kill the stress in my chest, but it never dies. Doesn't matter how high up the ladder I go. I still feel alone. So, um, yeah, they sent me back uh, this version that had these kind of synth horns along with some real horns, which, by the way, Ben Backus, who is not a horn player, played uh, horns on the, cor- on, on the song. You can hear them pretty well on the last chorus. Um, but, man, they just brought such a cool flavor to the song, such a great mood. And actually... The demo that I sent them had that little beginning, that that vibey piano, that ding, 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 ding. It had that in it. Most of the time, whatever I do in the demo doesn't stay to the end because Mark and Ben are so good at what they do that they don't need my ideas. They have better ones. But hey, speaking of that, here's my good friend Mark Campbell to talk a little bit about the production process of this song. One of my favorite things about Build the House, listening back, is in the chorus, um, we stumbled upon this kind of crazy stacked, layered sound where when you hear it, you're not even really sure what it is. It's almost sounding like a, a brass instrument or something, but it's a bunch of electric guitars and a bunch of passes on a Moog synthesizer. And we just cranked some tape saturation on it to where it just turns into this gritty, bendy, wacky, Ross King sound. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's basically the story of Build the House. Um, it's a song that I I really like because it speaks to these two different distinctive ways that we can labor in vain. One being very personal, related to stress and workaholism and getting ahead and hustling. And one being related to how we engage power as groups and as and as people who are religious and as political parties and that sort of thing. So I, I, I really like when um, a scripture can inspire me to think on more than one application. And hopefully I didn't misapply these scriptures. But I, when, I, when people hear this song, I want them to think, and I want to keep thinking about my own seeking of power, my own seeking of a sense of arrival, my, my own uh, labor, and saying, gosh, I don't want to be a person who thinks everything about this life is a meritocracy. Uh, I don't want to be a person who thinks that that if I just work hard, I, I can win and and be be right in my eyes or whatever. You know, there's nothing wrong with hard work, obviously. But I want to, I want to be a person who steps back and says, "What's the Lord's value? What does God value? And what does He want me to work for and work toward? And how should I work? And how do I engage power?" Do I chase after it so I can have it, so I can feel powerful, so I can feel secure? Or, or, or do I take the power that I have and use it for the kingdom, for others, for the powerless, uh, for those in need? And those are the kinds of messages, you know, that I hope come through in the song. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. If the Lord don't build a house, it'll fall down. If the Lord don't guard my city, the enemy's getting in. I could work my fingers to the bone, give my motto all. But if the Lord don't build the house, it'll fall. Working all day through the night till the morning light, trying to kill the stress in my chest, but it never dies. Doesn't matter how high up the ladder I go, I still feel low. And I want to get ahead of you, make you get you're ready to I'm just trying to get a couple of months ahead on my daily bread I'm building my own kingdom I'm so exhausted had a vision I lost it oh if the Lord don't build a house it'll fall down if the Lord don't got my city the enemy is getting in I could work my fingers to the bone give my mother It'll fall. It's like a counterfeit religion that I'm tired of bowing to. A competition where the winners are bound to lose. Is gaining the whole world worth losing control of my soul? I'm not sure when I see people cruel and deceitful, applauded for violence, rewarded for evil. Sometimes they hide behind pulpits and steeples. Oh, power has such an allure. That's why we're building our on the contracts laying foundations that won't last if the lord don't build a house it'll fall down if the lord don't guard my 
Don't build a house, it'll fall